We're glad you're listening to Rama for Today. And here's something that we know little or nothing about today is real travail in prayer. We use the word intercession so lightly. Of course, that has something to do with it. I would actually say it. I've never said it before. It just came up out of my spirit was then. That really travail is one side of intercession. Really, what came up out of my spirit, that travail is the deeper side of intercession. We know a little something about the shallow side of intercession. We pray with our understandings and with tongues a little bit. But we know nothing about really getting into the spirit and really travailing and groaning until you actually hurt on the inside like your stomach's about to burst wide open. You're listening to Rama for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan. Later in today's program, I'll tell you about this month's radio offer. Right now, let's join Kenneth E. Hagan with his teaching, The Secret to My Success. Well, there's a musical instrument. It's an instrument that you make music on. What's an instrument to a carpenter? Well, it would be a hammer or a saw or some other carpenter tool. What's an instrument to an automobile mechanic? Well, it would be his wrenches and so on and so forth. See what I mean? He uses them to get the job done. What's he saying here? Here are two God-given instruments that you're to use. Well, now what if you had took your car to the mechanic, been your mechanic for years, so you took it by and said, say, I'm going to leave it here today while I go on to work here. You know, it hasn't been, you know, it just don't start. After a while it will, but it's just so slow, you know. He said, all right, I'll time it up, you know, and so on and so forth. You go back to get it. And it's still sitting right where you parked it, outside the garage. You go and say, hey, is it ready? No, no, it's not ready yet. Well, why, why isn't it ready? Well, I've been praying all day. that God would fix it. No, he picks up his instruments. He raises the hood. He picks up the right wrench or the right whatever it needs and get busy on it. Using the divine given instruments are something that you use. And that's what he said. You, you would be the understood subject of the sentence, you know, here. You using the divine given instruments. You do it. Now, what are these two divine given instruments now that you're full of the Holy Ghost and full of faith and full of the Holy Ghost now that you're to use? Using the divine given instruments of travail and compassion will make you irresistible. How many of you want to be irresistible? In the right way. Amen. <laughs> All right. Notice something that Paul said about travail. Notice in the book of Galatians. Paul says in the fourth chapter, the 19th verse, My little children. Now he's writing this letter to be read throughout the churches in Galatia. Not just one church in one city. But the churches throughout Galatia, they were his little children. He had established every one of them. He didn't preach the gospel 
They're built on some other man's foundation. He preached the gospel where the gospel has not been preached. My little children of whom I travail in birth again. I travail in birth again until Christ be formed in you. Now he says that he has travailed for them in birth. He's using the term of a woman travailing in birth to give birth to a child. Spiritually speaking, I travailed in birth and so I'm going to travail in birth again for you until Christ be formed in you. Well, now just what does that mean? Here's other scripture. Turn back to the book of Isaiah. Let's read further. Gets a little further light. Isaiah, the 66th chapter, the 8th verse. Who has heard such a thing? Who has seen such things? Shall the earth be made to bring forth in one day? Or shall a nation be born at once? For as soon as Zion travailed, she brought forth her children. Shall I bring to birth and not cause to bring forth, saith the Lord? Shall I cause to bring forth and shut the womb, saith thy God? She's using the natural birth to explain the spiritual something. Now, very often, Scripture in the Old Testament had a twofold meaning. It referred actually to Israel, and this does too, and about the rebirth of Israel, and Israel has been reborn. But then, very often, there's a further meaning that the Spirit of God gives us, which is a spiritual meaning. Now turn over to the book of Hebrews, the 12th chapter. Paul writing to the Hebrew Christians, beginning to read with the 18th verse, said, For ye are not come unto the mount that might be touched and that burn with fire, nor unto blackness and darkness and tempest, and the sound of a trumpet and the voice of words, which voice they that heard entreated that the word should not be spoken to them any more, for they could not endure that which was commanded. And if so much as a beast touched the mountain, it shall be stoned or thrust through with a dart. And so terrible was the sight that Moses said, I exceedingly fear and quake. Now, of course, you understand that he's talking first about Mount Sinai. You understand that? Now then notice what he says. But ye, talking to these Hebrew Christians, and we too, but ye are come unto Mount Zion and unto the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, and to an innumerable company of angels, to the general assembly and church of the firstborn. Notice, among other things, that he's saying that Mount Zion is the general assembly and church of the firstborn. So when he in the Old Testament here, when Isaiah was prophesying, he's prophesying about Israel to begin with, but he went off in the spirit, you know, and Paul said that those prophets desired to look into those things. He didn't even know what he was prophesying about. And said, as soon as Zion travailed, she brought forth her children. 
And Paul said, my little children of whom I travail in birth again until Christ be formed in you. Now, the Lord said to me recently, and, and, and when I say recent, I don't mean the last few days. I'm talking about the last few months and weeks and the last two years in particular. Been dealing with me along a certain line. Uh, about the charismatic move. See, they, he said they know a, a lot about praise, not all they need to know. But they don't know much about prayer. And they don't know really too much about the move of the Spirit. Now, I sent you to teach my people faith. Now, I want you to go teach them on the Holy Ghost. For if I do not come, there's something about prayer and about the move of the Spirit of God that will be lost to this generation. If it's lost to this generation, it'll be lost from every generation afterwards. Unless somebody gets busy and receive revelation from God. Are you understanding? And here's something that we know little or nothing about today is real travail in prayer. We use the word intercession so lightly. Of course, that has something to do with it. I would actually say it. I've never said it before. It just came up out of my spirit then. That really travail is one side of intercession. Really, what came up out of my spirit, that travail is the deeper side of intercession. We know a little something about the shallow side of intercession. We pray with our understandings and with tongues a little bit. But we know nothing about really getting into the spirit and really travailing and groaning until you actually hurt on the inside like your stomach's about to burst wide open. Are you listening to me? I can remember in days gone by uh, of praying like that when you was in those kind of meetings until actually I held my stomach. It felt like it was absolutely going to burst. Just absolutely going to burst and it hurt. And I cried out, Lost, lost for nearly an hour. Lost, I'm lost, lost, lost. It's a combination of travail and intercession. Intercession, an intercessor is one that takes the place of another. Are you listening to me? And you see, as an intercessor, you take the place of that lost person. You feel on the inside of you just like you're lost. You feel just like you're going to hell. You feel that way on the inside of you. You see, when I talk, talk like that, a, a question mark comes on your face. You don't know anything about it. You haven't been in there. But I prayed that away for an hour or an hour and a half. Went out to church that night, preached 15 minutes. The power of God fell and every sinner in the house got saved. Didn't even get to give an altar call. Just got up and run, run, run to the altar. Ran to the altar. You see, if we had more travail, we'd have so much more happening. Welcome to Rama for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan. You can find more great materials by Kenneth E. Hagan, Kenneth W. Hagan, and the rest of the Hagan family by visiting our online bookstore. I want to tell you about this month's radio offer. This month, we're offering Kenneth E. Hagan's three DVD set, Love the Way to Victory. We're also offering Lynette Hagen's slimline book, Peace. Last but not least is Kenneth W. Hagen's book entitled, Where is God in My Storm? All these items at the special price of $45. Call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. Again, call toll-free 
Faith 99. You can also order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. Rhema.org. Or if you prefer to write to Kenneth Hagen Ministries, our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. We always love to hear from our listeners, so write in or email us today and become a part of Rama for Today. Right now, let's join Kenneth and Lynette Hagen. Hey, and it's coming up in a few weeks in January. That's right. 2024. Uh-huh. January 21st, 22nd, 23rd, Sunday, mm-hmm. Monday, Tuesday, we'll be in Fort Walton Beach, Florida at Champion Life Church and Pastors Roddy and Danielle Schaefer. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to drop down to where? To San Augustine, Florida, January the 24th through the 26th at Anchor Faith Church. There is Pastors Earl and Marcy Glisson. Uh, you can go to rhema.org slash LFC for service times. You know, we always go south. In the in winter. the winter. <laughs> and you know, I, every time I think about that, I have, because you know, your dad always said, go south, go south in the winter. Well, one time, in fact, I remember when it was, 1996. We uh, there was a church that had I don't they, they had their celebration for their uh, anniversary or that, something. I it, don't know what. Yeah, and so it was up in Pennsylvania. Yeah. And of course, they wanted us to come. At, it was at Randy Landis. That's church. right. Yeah, in Allentown. Yeah, in and, Allentown, Pennsylvania. Um, and so we knew what your dad said, but yet, you know, we wanted to accommodate them. Yes. So we got into the blizzard of 1996. Was there for three days. In and the you hotel, know, couldn't no flights, no yeah. nothing. Yeah. And you know what? When we called your dad, he was so un not comforting. What did he say? Son, I told you, you're supposed to go south in the winter. I still laugh about that. Sometimes, you know, it's good to laugh. Right, it It is, is, it it is. is. Tomorrow on Rama for Today, we'll continue Kenneth E. Hagen's life-changing teaching. That's next time on Rama for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagen.